Blog Talk Radio. It's IWS Radio featuring Guy on Your Dick, Slider Ballscott, Kirk Douglas, Bobby Kraft, Meditations by Martin, Reverend Moneymaker, Dixie Ozark, Paul Pyatt, and Stubby Stonehenge. Special guest star, Schmoop, with musical guest, Mrs. Luis and the Iceman. Better lock them doors and turn the lights down low. And now, straight from the bar, your hosts, Matt Man and J-Man. Hola, and welcome everybody to another exciting and a very special edition of I'm With Stupid AK. IWS Radio. This is J-Man coming to you live from my luxurious studios here in Redneckville, Arkansas and sitting just over there, a few hundred miles to my north-northeast, a man who cast a spell on you without even trying. The Mat Man, bitches. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! Cheers, greetings, and welcome to I'm With Stupid. This is the Matt Man coming to you live from the Palatial Digs here in Bagwine, Ohio. And evidently I'm coming here by being compelled by Christ, J-Man. Well, we all are. Yes. Pretty much. Or some of us are. Yeah, well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to find out a lot of things today on this very special yes, Halloween are. show. This is going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. We've got a very special guest coming up here yes, at the bottom do. of the hour or so. Very thoughtful and humorous man. Yeah, that's well, that's the way we like him. Uh-huh. That's how you and I are. That's how <laughs> you and I think of think we are, anyway. So. Yeah, that's, that's, how we, uh, that's how we present ourselves to others. Or at least to each other. <laughs> or when we're looking in the mirror saying, I'm smart enough, I'm good enough, and mm-hmm, doggone mm-hmm. it, people like me. Doggone it. So how's things going with you, J-Man? Not how's bad, not bad at all. Well, tell you what, a couple of cold nights this week. Had to get out Ooh. the old electric blanket. Oh, God. Had to turn on the heat a couple of mornings because yeah. it was down there, man. But uh, other than that, pretty good week. Pretty good week. That's good. How's things? How's things in your neck of the woods? Cold, cold. Although today is sunny and we're supposed to top out at 57, which Ooh, you can compare that to the last couple of days. That's not bad. Yesterday it was mm-hmm. trick or treat night here in Bagwine, and I was working the beer mine. Uh, and all these ruffians kept coming in. Hey, you're giving stuff away. No, yeah, yeah. Here, here, <laughs> here, right upside your head. Get out. <sighs> you didn't have any you know, trick-or-treaters come by the uh, bag one digs? Well, yeah, and they just walk in with cars or anything and with their parents because, you know, eh, you know that's okay. Kids and cars mix pretty well. Yeah. 
Uh, but no, it was uh, it was just cold. It was windy too. It was very blustery. Oh dear. Uh, it was like Mother and Earth was putting a curse on me. Uh huh. <laughs> and your aversion to uh, skin lotion. Exactly, I made, do made have that a version for a bad of skin lotion. Yeah, yeah. God, I hate it. So you end up with a dry, chapped skin. Yep. A little wind burn. Yep. I'm very reptilian as we speak. <laughs> the only reason I use the hand sanitizer at work is because, oh, God, there's all sorts of things coming through the drive-thru, meningitis. <laughs> <laughs> no telling where those freaks have been. Oh my God! Let alone their money. Uh-huh. <sighs> well, hey, hey, get this, Matt. Yes. So, as people know who are tuning in, they see that you know at the bottom of the hour we're going to have uh, uh, Dr. James Smith on here, Dr. Wicked James High Smith. Priest. Yeah, and founder yep. of the Celtic well, Wicked Coven. That's right. Well, I tell you what, as we speak, there's another show here on, on the network, as we like to say, yes. called Guidance from Beyond. Really? And their guest is a, a man by the name of Dave Earl, who also claims to be a Wiccan high priest. Well, so see, apparently, we are trendsetters again, as people mm-hmm. are copying us. And, and while well, they should listen to this show, because, you know, oh. their guest is a guy named Dave Earl, one of my yeah. rules in life and has been for a long time. <laughs> Never trust a man with two first names. Absolutely. Dave Earl. And besides that, he sounds more like a NASCAR driver. He I. does. Very good. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Here comes Dave Earl down the backstretch. <laughs> so, anyway, so I was thinking if, if for some reason uh, Reverend Dr. Jim doesn't pick up when we call, we'll just call into that show and <laughs> talk to that. There we go. <laughs> well, we maybe know, they know uh, each other. Maybe they know each way. other. Okay. They might. You never know. Yeah. You know how those Wiccans are. Well, well, actually, I don't. That's why we're right. having him That's on. That's why we're having him on, I guess. <laughs> we're going to find out. Dave, we're gonna... I don't think Dave Earl has a Ph.D. next to his name, does he? I doubt it. I doubt yeah, it. Thank you nobody, very much. Nobody, nobody named Dave Earl would. Oh, no. <laughs> and so we got a few guests in the room. We want yeah, good-looking crowd in there. Yeah. And, of course, J-Man, you know who else is in there. Oh, I know, because I no. can feel her spirit here oh, with us. Canada. The lovely Miss Jamie. Jamie. Yep. Calling in from the great country of Canada. Yes. I'd like to check out her backwoods. <laughs> did it, wait, did I say that? <laughs> out loud, yeah. Oh, my God. We'll edit that out later. Or not. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I wonder if they have uh, any Wiccans in Canada. And if they do, are they extra nice it's probably very pleasant. <laughs> very pleasant. Very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Very considerate. Wiccans. And, of course, we're also going to discuss druids. Yes. And what that connection might be 
Wiccans and Druids. Apparently, there's a pretty strong connection there. There is. From, through my extensive research I've done. Mm-hmm. Which is mostly just looking for hot chicks on Twitter that claim to be. <laughs> which, no, 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 no. I've read the I'll Wikipedia tell you, though, page. what, you know, talking about, you know, religion and the afterlife and the occult and whatever, you know, dying's not very nice. No. Not, I'm not a fan. Fact, no, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> The Lindner Casket Company, the Lindner Coffin <laughs> Company out of Poland, they make dying a little more palatable. Yeah, a little more acceptable. Yeah, and if you'd like to know what we're talking about, you could go to the IWS Radio website today at IWSRadio.com and find out just how. Death is a holiday in some cases. Yep. I have no intention of being buried, though, when I go. Are you going to be burned? Yes, cremated, and uh, <clears throat> ashes can be scattered, oh, just wherever. Yeah. You know, on, a, on a beach, in the mountains, on the stage at the strip club. Yeah, you know, wherever. <laughs> I'd like to, I'm, I'm going to be cremated as well, and I'd like my ashes to be put into an empty can of steel reserve. <laughs> there you go. I think that would be apropos. <laughs> and maybe an empty bottle of Wild Irish Rose. That would be nice, too. So people could see you through the bottle that way. Uh huh. Well, there's probably enough for both, seeing how my liver's probably three times the normal size. <laughs> <laughs> A normal person's liver. Uh, oh, speaking of burning, <clears throat> everything okay uh-huh. with you? you? You doing all right? I'm doing just fine. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Yeah, things, things seem to be going well. That's good. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of burning, that is uh, interesting you brought that up. We had a, a fire at Colton Steakhouse. Oh, no. This week. Oh, I know. It, luckily, it wasn't too bad. It was, a, you know, on the, they, got, they got to it real quickly and got it out and. Colton's won't be closed for very long. Did they have a fire sale afterwards, giving away onion rings <laughs> and chopsticks? <laughs> Blooming onions and uh-huh. <laughs> No, they didn't. Hmm. But boy if they had some, you know, barbecue ribs, they have to go now. I'd have been there. <laughs> uh-huh. So any big so. plans for the upcoming Halloween celebrations, Amy? Um, I yeah, I'm going to do what I always do on Halloween, and that is I'm going to uh, lock the doors and <laughs> put the blackout curtains <laughs> over the exactly. windows and <laughs> and uh, pretend that, that uh, it's just another night, and uh, I'm not going to be handing out uh, candy to the little beggars. Pull up AMC and see if the Battle of Britain's showing that night. Uh-huh. Something pretend. like that, yeah. Yeah, pretend you're yeah. in the. Dark days yeah. of 1940. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to add to the uh, growing uh, obesity and uh, type two diabetes uh, problem in this country. So yeah, I'm You're just being. being I'm, I'm thinking of the children. Exactly. You know, they always, they a, always tell us to. Uh, You're not being a grumpy old. To, <laughs> You're not being a grumpy old man. You're just doing a public service. Right. They always tell us to think of the children, and that is exactly. 
what I'm doing. And oh, good, man. breaking news. We have breaking Uh-oh. news, Matt. The Samhain Festival yes. in Dublin, Ireland, scheduled for this afternoon, has been canceled due to what? weather. Yeah. Hmm. Very unfortunate. What's up with that? What kind of weather? I mean, what? Is it raining That's, or what? Yeah, I guess so. It's a, a little and rain, and they can't go out and celebrate? All right. Well, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm getting a, a bad about vibe that, about these Wiccans. <laughs> I know. Take yeah, a little rain. <clears throat> yeah. I think you'd want to be out there in the rain and the thunder mm-hmm. and, you know, communicating. Yeah. Wow. Chanting. And doing, you know, what they do. Are you sure that festival isn't sponsored by the Canadians? Now, see, I can see Canadians. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Canadians are a little soft. They're a little yeah. soft. Yeah. <clears throat> a, little, a little rain might uh, drive them inside, but you mm-hmm. wouldn't think that the folks in Ireland would do that. I know. Hmm, that's interesting. And disturbing yeah. at the same time. Yeah, and, and unfortunate, because I'm sure they were going to have a a really big time, a good old time, but yes, well, maybe the rain puts out the fire under the cauldron and they can't. <laughs> because you know, you well, got you to don't, you do. You want your cauldron boiling. <laughs> exactly. And it is cold and flu season, so Come on. You know, <laughs> don't want to take chances. <laughs> Well, anything else big happening that we need to know about? No. Very boring week here in Bag One. Yeah. Sometimes that's good. Yeah. Notre Dame actually scored some points yesterday. That was. They did. Yeah, forty-five points. Beat up on the. uh, The one and seven Falcons of Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Air Force Academy. I think so, that's still. Be, well, I, I think that's because half of the starting players of the Air Force Academy didn't know the furlough was over. So, <laughs> it may be true. Mm-hmm. Now, is there like a? Is it in the Constitution that says that the uh, all the service academies have to run the wishbone? Is that, yes. Is that it why is. they? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was wondering because it seemed like they would maybe you know try something a little different at this point, but yeah, no, you know. Deep. You, know, you can't. Uh, you'll get impeached if you try yeah. something different. It's in there. It's called the D. Dallas Amendment. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, D. Dallas was called the flea and ran the wishbone for the Air Force back in the late eighties, early nineties. Tiny, yeah. tiny, scrappy. He, he played for Fisher DeBerry at that exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Who? Uh, who uh, succeeded uh, Ken Hatfield as head coach at the Air Force Academy when Hatfield took the job at Arkansas. <laughs> See, it all ties together. Yeah, and Ken Hatfield replaced <laughs> Lou Holtz, who, of course, led Notre Dame to their last national championship. Oh, those many years ago. 25 years. Oh, wow, 25 years. 1988. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 
<laughs> and there's your college football update, folks. <laughs> there you go. That's all you need to know. Well, we have a very special event that the uh, that all of the uh, IWS players, all of our many of our correspondents and friends, came together for this week, Matt. This is huge. This is. We uh, we got everybody together, and uh, we have a special performance of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a little while, so why don't we do that now so that we can, after that... We Get you all in the spirit of the season. That's right. So here we go. The Raven, performed by the IWS players. Excellent. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. There's some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember. It was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished for morrow. Vainly I had sought to borrow from my book's secrease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, that it is." and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, I said, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is, I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door. That I scare was sure I heard you here I open the door, darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into the darkness peering, long I stood there, wandering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortals ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore, merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard a tapping, something louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what thread it is, and the mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. 
open hair I flung that feather when, with many a flirt and flutter, in their step a saintly raven, a saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance he made, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mine of lord or lady, perched above my chamber door, perched upon the bust of palace, just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum, the countenance it wore. Though my crust be sore and saven now, I said, Art, sir, no craven, ghastly grim, an ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore? Tell me what the lordly name is on the night's Platonian shore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door. Bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his chamber door, with such a name as nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on that placid bust, spoke only that one word as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing further than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before, quote the bird, nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock and store. Caught from some unhappy master, whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster, till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore, of never, never more. But the raven still beguiling all my sad soul into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking, nevermore. Thus I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing, to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated over, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating over, she shall press, and nevermore. Then, methought, the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by a seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath 
sympathy, respite, respite, and nepathy from my memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh quaff, this kind nepathy, and forget this lost Lenore. Quote the raven, nevermore. Yeah, he said that. Hey, hey, prophet, I said, thing of evil, prophet, still lives, bird or devil, whether tempter sent, or whether tempest tossed, thee here ashore, desolate, yet undaunted, on the desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there a balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, I said, thing of evil. Prophet still, if bird or devil. By that heaven that bends above us. By that God we both adore. Tell this soul with sorrow laden. If within the distant Aden. It shall clasp a sainted maiden, whom the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked up starting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. <coughs> Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart. <sighs> and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, <coughs> nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas. Just above my chamber door, and his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted, shall be lifted nevermore. You're listening to the number one comedy show on BTR, IWS Radio. And there you go. You're not going to get entertainment like that. You're not going to get entertainment like that on any other show. No. And especially with some guy named Dale Earl or whatever. Exactly. Half quality entertainment at a fair price right there. (laughs) It sure is. And thanks to all the... uh, Paul Pyatt and mm-hmm. Bobby Kraft and Guy mm-hmm. on Your Deck and Malcolm Stubby. and, and, yeah, and Stubby, Stonehenge Stubby Stonehenge and Dixie Ozark and, and, and Dusty Sandman and, of course, Miss Jamie. Oh, yeah. Right in the middle. Yeah, Jamie. Where which is she where she likes be. to be. Yeah. Right. I, I assume. I assume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. That was outstanding, and we uh, and, and we didn't lose uh, any uh, guests from the chat room during that. Which is so. pretty amazing. I was wondering yeah, about we, that. 
Yeah, actually gained a couple, so welcome to them. And, of course, welcome to everybody out there listening on their uh, their mobile devices, their iPads, their iPhones, their Androids, and what have you. What have you. Those are the most important ones. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> we know we know you're out there, and uh, welcome. It was really good of Kirk Douglas to, you know. Yeah. Put himself yeah. Well, out you know what he uh, he he took uh, Drew Peacock's place at the last minute. <laughs> Drew really? wasn't Drew wasn't up to it. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I know and, uh, one person. I know one person in the studio audience. The only person in the live <laughs> studio audience that is probably pretty pleased about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know the the whole thing about the raven. Uh, I don't get it. No. <laughs> it's a big black bird. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, whatever. It's like a poem about being annoyed. Would you shut yeah. up already? <laughs> well, I mean, I can kind of, you know, I, I can kind of relate, you know, with, the, you know, the problem I have with all these uh, church people coming by and knocking on the door all the time. And uh, mm-hmm. so, and, and that's probably, you know. Well, maybe, right? uh, maybe he actually wrote it, you know, he went to West Point and he was kicked out. So maybe it was all those irritating drill sergeants or the Ravens. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> Anyway, so there it is. That'll be up on the uh, YouTube page this afternoon. Oh, I was expecting, yes. (laughs) For all the world to enjoy. Mm -hmm. As will this show, not on the YouTube page, but in archives, so make sure you listen often. That's right, just early and often. Tell all your friends. Put it on your Facebook page, on your Twitter, on your Tumblr, and what have you. (laughs) What have you. uh, and uh, email it to everybody you know, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And everybody just click play for a little while and hang in there as long as you can stand it. That's right. And you know, Jay, I'm eating a sausage ball live on the yeah. air. But you, you know why I did it just now? Why? I wanted to get it out of the way. So we can call our very special guest. That's right. And we don't mean short bus special. He's not wearing no. a hockey helmet. <laughs> no. We're not talking window lickers here, people. <laughs> We're talking someone who is in tune with the universe. And that would be one, Dr. James Smith. So let's give him a call. Konnichiwa. <laughs> uh-huh. You had to throw a curveball there, didn't you, doctor? <laughs> yeah, nothing like a funny Wiccan. <laughs> hey, I try, you know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only doctor uh, and Reverend James Smith. 
the a high priest and the founder of the Celtic Wicca Coven based in West by God, Virginia. Or should do I need to drop the by God? I don't know. I, I wasn't about, sure about that. How about by goddess? There, oh, there you go. All right. West by goddess, Virginia. Mm. There you go. <laughs> so how are you gentlemen today? Oh, fine. And, and first of all, thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this. With thank us. you for having me. Oh, wonderful. Always, yeah. Oh, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. All right. So, uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> that was and I did enjoy the rendition of The Raven. That, that did you was like pretty, that? That was pretty spiffy. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll we'll let all of our correspondents know that you enjoyed it. <laughs> Especially Kurt there. Oh God, we love Kurt. Kurt. Kurt's a professional man. He just jumps right in there anytime you need him. And he did it for scale, which is amazing. Hey, that's what I've had then. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all right. Dr. Jim, can we call you Dr. Jim? Yeah, that's fine, or you can just call me James. You can call me anything you want, just so you don't call me late for supper. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that one coming. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, James, you are a Wicca high priest, right? Yes. And evidently you you were not always a Wicca high priest. No, it's been a been a long journey, but I uh, have been a Wiccan high priest now for about uh I guess you say about eighteen, nineteen years. Okay. Well how how did this entire journey begin? Uh basically, um, I was raised by my grandparents. My grandfather was holier than the Pope, Catholic. And my grandmother was more or less a closet Wiccan. Um she was the type that um I'd scratch my leg or something and she would go over and grab spider webs and put them on a cut um which miraculously um stops bleeding almost instantaneously um it's one of them natural you know folk remedies um from the irish and from basic wicca and uh she more or less closeted me and taught me the way of the sabbats taught me the way of the goddess and the green man um and it slowly escalated from there. I studied, read a lot, joined a lot of covens, um, experimented with a lot of different practices from Stragan, Gardenian, Alexandrian, so on and so forth, all the different facets of Wicca and paganism, until I finally decided that, no, I need to go back to my basic roots, the way Grandma taught me, the way of the Druids. And that's where I'm at today. Um, matter of fact, Celtic Wiccan Coven was more or less an experiment that basically to see how well Celtic Wicca would be accepted here in the states because most of the states um, really follow the Gardenian facets of Wicca. He was and that the one was that a, Gerald, and that Gerald was a Gardner. British guy. British right. Guy. Well, he's actually American, but he traveled a lot and back and forth between America and Britain. Um, he was born here in the states, went over to Britain, studied for many years over there and then basically brought it back to America and started a coven and built it up from the 50s. Right. 
Okay. And that's and that's you know the the foundations of uh, more or less the modern Wicca here in the states. Uh, Celtic Wicca is pretty much like most Wicca. We are an earth-based religion. Um, we follow the solar vernal cycles as well as the lunar cycles to celebrate our religious holidays. Um, many uh, many ancient cultures worship the sun and the moon, or even both as deities, um, offering sacrifices, festivals, all varied from culture to culture, society to society. But modern, di- modern Wicca, uh, by different names, but all the same meanings, and basically we are an earth-based religion. No, well, I was just going to ask if when you say you say an earth-based religion, I mean, do you do you consider yourself a Christian, or is it just is it uh, you know different? <laughs> uh, yeah, about as different as night and day. Um, we we look at Christianity as a religion. Um, most religions are what they call patriarchal. They follow right, Christ right. or Jesus or God, a, a male deity. Whereas modern Wicca, you always have the balance of the goddess and the green man. Um, just as, you know, light and dark, day and night. There's always that balance. And we balance that in our earth-based religion basically by following the solar cycles as well as the moon cycles. Um, we study, you know, plants, rocks. We honor all these basically because... Um, Really, there's a lot of similarities in the ancient religions. Um, many of the many of them similarities are basically they prayed for their crops and a good harvest, as well as praying for good weather, good health, prosperity for the clans. And that's where an earth-based religion we basically look at the earth as mother goddess, and we respect her. We try to. I'm not saying we're you know all of us are Greenpeace fanatics. But a lot of us do believe in recycling, don't believe in littering. We believe in taking care of Mother Earth and respecting all living creatures on the planet. So as far as um, Wiccans would be closer to, say, animism like in certain parts of Africa and Native Americans even. Right, right. Um, you, you'll notice a lot of similarities in the Native American religion and ours. If you really go back into pre-Christian religions, okay, from culture to culture and society to society, you will notice that 90% of them honor the elements. They honor earth. They're more worried about you know, their crops, their livestock, and building that hearth that where they can make it through the winter. Um, which where Samhain is one of our biggest festivals, it just as Beltane is one of our biggest festivals. Samhain is still, or Halloween, as you guys would better call it, is basically the only pagan holiday that is still accepted and not put down, and actually its roots are full-forced, you know, pagan or Wiccan. And the Samhain or Samhain, um that's well, like it's known by many names. You, you, you Salin, right. you know Salin. the Irish and the Gaelics—they really got to spell things the way they're, they're pronounced. <laughs> I'm really sick of that. <laughs> you know, and then then you go down to Mexico, and you've got the Day of the Dead. 
um, of the lot of the yes. Celtic and Scottish call it Old Hollow Mass, um, the Vigil of Salmon, uh, Strega call it Shadow Fest. Um, it's also known as All Hallows Eve. Right. Basically, it's, it's, our, it's our New Year. Right, and All Souls Night. Right. Yeah, and uh, in fact, you mentioned the Mexicans. They have this awesome thing they make called Dead Bread mm-hmm. that, they, that they put out on the uh, front door. For the uh, lonely souls to eat that night. Right. Zombies? Yeah, well, you know, zombies, the little critters that float yeah. in the night, the things that go bump in the night. Man. And that is still carried on today. Um, a matter of fact, at Sam Hain, we're having a big festival here. And at the dinner table that evening, we'll have an empty place set up for our ancestors to sit and right. join us. And then that evening, we will actually put a plate of food outside the front door for the spirits passing by that night. And that's tradition that dates way back, and that a lot of Wiccans still to this day follow and honor that. Well, that sounds pretty freaky. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think everyone should be afraid of you people. <laughs> well, well, you know, the uh, uh, most people, if you ask them about Wicca, they will immediately say, oh, they're, uh, you know, devil-worshipping atheists who demons who eat souls of the dead. Can I, can I interject right there? Sure. Okay. Well, yeah, that's... And, and basically, okay, number one, and I know this is probably going to light up your, your, your switchboard, but number one, so. <clears throat> every Wiccan, okay, and I'm saying 90% of them, okay, number one, do not believe in the devil. Do not believe in Satan. Do not believe in heaven and hell. Basically, you've got to trace them words, okay? And I'm talking scientifically tracing them words back in history. You will notice that them words were not even invented until them guys got together and decided to, they wanted to make a religion that would instill fear into someone and basically <clears throat> bring them into their religion because they were afraid that they were going to be smited down by an angry God. Right. Well, they need that so they can control them. Yeah, that's right. what it's all about. Right. And that's right. also why if you go in, and, and this really ticks a lot of people off, but the most paganistic mainstream religion is the Catholic religion. Every one of their bloody holidays, you can trace back to our holidays, <laughs> um, carrying a censer with sage or in it to bless everybody, we do that. I mean, it's just on and on. I mean, the, the Mother Mary is actually a reincarnate of the Mother Goddess. They had to what? put in these little, these little hooks that were familiar and made that familiarity for someone to come and go, okay, well, you're so much like ours, but you know what? You've got now all this that we're, we're coming here, and that's how they converted everybody. Right. They didn't convert you. They basically hunted you down and ran you over with a Miller Stone or burnt you on a nice barbecue. Right. <laughs> a lot of the mother thing goes back to Dionysus too, and right. And uh, it, it, and I find it funny that a lot of religions have a trinity of some sorts. Right. Yeah. And they they do that because it gives them it gives them a a focal point of familiarity. Mm-hmm. that someone who is, or like myself, born and raised Wiccan, that it goes, oh, well, okay, well, you've got the, the Trinity there. 
And it's like, I'm used to the Trinity and Maiden Mother and Crone, the goddess effigy. And it's so that little familiarity, believe me, makes it a lot easier for people to come over. But now we're, at, now we're actually cycling right back in the opposite direction. Right now in the United States, Canada, most of North America, and most of Europe, Wicca is the fastest-growing religion there is. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that is a documented fact. So, and, and what I, I gleaned from what you just said in the last couple minutes, um, most man, man-made religions are for control. Actually, you are a religion that is not in control because you are controlled by nature and the earth and everything around that's and, that, that's a, that's a good way to look at it i mean we don't believe in controlling we don't believe in tiffs we don't believe in you know recruiting or anything like that we basically are the type that believe in karma believe that what 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 mother nature deems you need she'll give you in your time if you take care so of you, her. Right. So you guys don't go out door-to-door like the Mormons? And Jehovah's Witnesses? No. 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 <laughs> I have real fun I don't know, James. The door, I'll, I'll tell you what, the, um, James, yeah. I've seen you in your, um, your Wiccan um, high priest suit. You look fantastic on a bicycle, let me tell you. <laughs> 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 Might be a little hard to pedal, but you'd be looking good. <laughs> it definitely would be hard to pedal. I'd, I'd probably have to kickstart that bike and just blow in the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that one of the things people have a difficult time with in Wicca is because there isn't this uh, large central authority that dictates to everyone how they are to uh, practice their religion and, and what they are to you know believe and not believe and what have you. There's a lot of, uh, you know, people are pretty independent yes. within within it, and they can they can accept all or some or most of of the religion. Right. And so, uh, in there one line, there's a one line um, phrase that you that Wiccans live by, and I forget what it is. Do as ye will, yet ye harm none. There you go. Thank you. And that means basically, and it's just like I tell, you know, my fellowship here. I don't care if you worship a stick of incense, okay? If you believing in that incense makes you a more kind, loving, and caring person, you honor, you know, Mother Earth, you honor the elements, you honor Everyone, you treat everyone just and proper and politely. You try to help and to heal. Hey, worship that incense all you want. Yeah, and 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 for that reason, I think um, Christians, and I use that word par- parenthetically, parenthetically, <laughs> um, it's much like the golden rule. The Sermon on the Mount. It, it, it's not much different. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right. And that's and that's the cornerstone of of, of modern Wicca. 
basically you're looking at you know a conglomerate of many different types. I mean, I can sit here and name a dozen different mainstream Wiccans, from Stragan to Gardenian to Alexandrian, so on and so forth. Druid. Um, you've got Reformed Druids. You've got the British Druid Order. You've got the Sacred Order. All these, but they all come down to one basic thing, and that is we're actually trying to help and to heal. We honor our hearth, and for those that may not understand what hearth actually means, and that is a warm place for fellowship. We don't have clans like they did thousands of years ago. We all don't join in a central hut for our feast and our food. But we have that in our spirit in our homes, and that is just as we have fellowship here. We open up our doors. We have a potluck. Everybody comes. They, they feast. They drink. We have fun. We teach. We learn. We may do things a little differently. We may play with tarot cards. We may do divination, things like that. But as a whole, we're basically trying to show that we all care and honor each other and that we are there for each other at all times, be it good or bad. There you go. Now, does that include someone like me? Believe me, I with Open Fellowship here, we've had I've had I've had Catholics, I've had Judas, Jew, or yeah, Jews come in, uh, Native American shamans, monks. You name it, and you would be surprised. Ninety, I'd say almost 99% of them that actually have come to a fellowship feel very welcome, very warm, and not out of place at all. Well, actually, I was just asking because you said you do divinations. I could have you over for a potluck, and maybe you could find my car keys because I, I can't. <laughs> We could do okay. that. We could do that. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you mentioned uh, like tarot card readings, things like yeah. that. What about voodoo? <laughs> now, voodoo, you've got to realize that is a form of paganism. Not, okay. Right. Um, not all pagans are Wiccans, and not all Wiccans are pagans. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we can get into deep theology here, but basically, <laughs> voodoo is a conglomerate, uh, it mixes Catholicism, it mixes a form of voodoo is basically the forms of honoring the dead through a mixture of Christianity and I call it hoodoo, and that is from the Jamaica and all the islands and from some of the older um Oh, Louisiana craft that basically voodoo is one of them that is actually pagan. I've met voodoo practitioners. Most of them have seemed very nice and upright. A couple of them, yeah, gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> but, but, I mean, my, but, I mean, be honest. I mean, I've met a lot of Wiccans that give me the heebie-jeebies, too. I mean, there are some that are very dark. It's what's in your heart. I mean, are you here as a good person, or are you here as just someone who's out for I, me? There you go. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you've, got, you've got rotten apples in every bunch. Okay. So, cause oh, I we have to them ask on this about, show. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to ask you about uh, 
that about spells. Yep. And when I see, you know, and I've gone to, on your uh, the, the the Facebook page for the uh, Celtic Wicked Coven, which uh, everybody out there should go and like that page and and learn more. Yep. And get involved. And uh, uh, I've, I've noticed that a lot of times, you know, people have asked for, uh, asked about spells for uh, a house cleansing. Right. If they moved into a new house or people are talking about spells for uh, relationship problems or whatever. And I noticed that, that it seems like sometimes they're using uh, spells, blessings, uh, prayers kind of interchangeably. Right. Am, am, I, am I wrong about that or... <laughs> Spells, when you when you get down to spells, okay, um, it's it's basically you're coming into the realm of is magic real, okay, and if it is real, why doesn't everybody do it? Spells, I mean, you can take anything from Buckland to Gardner to Valente to Scott Cunningham, all these Raven Wolf, they all have spells. These spells are a lot of them are interchangeable, and it depends on your intent. Okay, and that's what you hold in your heart, and that's where you're guiding this energy when you're doing a spell. Yes, you can do it for anything from helping you to find a job to helping to heal somebody with a cold. Um, they are, a lot of them are interchangeable. Some of them are strictly written for one purpose. It depends on who's doing the spell, um, what all they're putting into it, and what all they're getting out of it, and where they're guiding that energy. So, yes, they are. They can be interchangeable, and especially house blessings, there's thousands of them. And it's basically what works for the person. I mean, I've, I get asked to come in and, and bless businesses, homes, do cleansing and blessings. And, I mean, I've got my own repertoire that I use, but sometimes if I'm going into someone and I know they're more the Gardenian type or they're more the Alexandrian or the Dianic, you kind of go to the next book and go, okay, well, we're going to try to do this one because that relates more to you and where your heart and soul's at. I wouldn't go into a Catholic's home and try to bless it with a Druid blessing. I would actually go to my ULC book and find out what the Catholics use to bless a home, and that's what I would use for them. So do you do, like, exorcisms, too? Yes. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now let me, I have to ask you this. If you're asked uh, to do an exorcism and you agree, do you first say this? It was an excellent day for an exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually first go, are you bloody serious? <laughs> But, but, I mean, most of the times it isn't really an exorcism. Most of the times what it is is that someone is living in a home that has either had a tragic death in it or an unforeseen death or that actually uh, go a few years back, I was in a whole complex that basically was built on an Indian burial mound. Mm-hmm. And, and when you go in there, basically you're just appeasing the spirit that's there, and you guide them towards the light and tell them, okay, time to go. When you get a nasty critter, one out of every hundred, yeah, then there's a way to trap them and get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish we had some sound files from Ghostbusters. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who are you going to call? The crazy Harry Druid. Oh. <laughs> 
Okay, cool. Right. That's fascinating. So, um, what about now? When you, again, the spells and everything, because uh, a lot of people look at Wicca and they think of uh, witchcraft, mm-hmm. witches. And, and it's not uh, what you see in Harry Potter. It's not what you see in Charmed. It's not what you see in the Witches of East End. That isn't the way it works. Hey, James, James, I have to yeah. stop you right there. Because the one question I got from my best friend, Schmoop, she wanted to know if you could throw energy balls like Piper on Charmed. <laughs> You know, it's funny you say that because when we're teaching Reiki, okay, teaching what? That Excuse me, Reiki, R E I K I, Reiki. That's I energy manipulation. That's okay, go ahead. <laughs> when we're teaching Reiki, which is basically energy manipulation, right. and you use it for healing energies, um, there are ways that you can actually form energy balls. It's not like what you see on TV. You don't get this beautiful sphere in your hand. It's basically in the mind's eye, and you're, you're learning how to focus your energies to a very small pinpoint surgical strike so that you can help someone get rid of a fear or help someone who's hurt their shoulder or an ankle, so on and so forth. Reiki is becoming very highly uh, recognized and used now in a lot of the more... I would say more upstream or more general way of, you know, you go into a, a most holistic massage shop right. and places like yep. that where people are doing, you know, licensed medical therapy. You'd also have somebody doing Reiki because a lot of people do get good results from energy manipulation. But throwing them like they do on, as Piper does, and I wish, I wish. I'll tell you what, I'll um, tell you what that... Um, Reverend James, um, that was pretty close. So I bet if you get another phone call from from my house, it's not going to be from me. It's going to be from <laughs> she's going to follow up but, on this. But but the but the thing about it is though this 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 is we're talking about positive energy. Yeah, I know. She's going to be a little disappointed on the about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it is it is funny because uh, my last Reiki class we were playing, and the way I test my students out, and that is if they can walk up behind me and I can actually feel something pop me in the back and they can't touch me, then I know they actually they actually are grasping the whole concept of an energy ball. Same way as the way I, the way I, I, I teach in 101, and that is that, you know, you ever notice that when you're you brush by someone, and especially someone in really deep thought, that you can almost touch them, and they'll know that you're almost touching them, and you'll break them out of that thought that they're co- that is because they're actually feeling the energy from your hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, which mm-hmm. that is documented through Carillion photography that we all have an energy that surrounds us. And basically, the energy ball is learning how to control that energy, manipulate it, and focus it. Excellent. I like that when you said that they they can't touch you, and I, my first thought was, "Wow, you really are different from the Catholics." Hey, oh, yeah, no, no doubt, God. no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna. Oh, I'm gonna pay for that one later. <laughs> I'm sure you like it because, Jay, man, I don't know if you knew this, but um, 
uh, Dr. James went to a Catholic high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right there, right, right, right there in Matt Man's hometown. Right, right here in Bagwine. Yep. Eventually, you escaped. A Catholic high school in Bagwine, Ohio. Oh boy, you talk about some bondage right there. Oh, I'm telling you what, me and me and a certain sister who will go on nameless, JP. Um, me and her used to go toe to toe in religion class. I'm telling you what. I mean, I got thrown out. I got thrown out of her class. It was a daily event. Finally, after my middle of my sophomore year, they were like, "Don't go to religion class no more." And they gave me a, a study mod. They said because uh, sister is going to either kill you or just basically hang you out to dry. Because I questioned everything. Well, you need they don't know. like that? <laughs> oh, they don't like that at all. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, you were asking about, about spells, and this is a nice little yeah. thing that I always bring up. Um, in a way, a lot of people do do spells, but you don't even realize it, okay? You, you blow out a – make a wish and blow out your birthday candles. You cross mm-hmm. your fingers for good luck. Right. You 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 say a prayer that you get an A on a math test. Um, a lot of people consider that magic, consider that spells. That okay. Another way to look I, at it is, you uh, know, like not that. everyone. Yeah. And you, another way to look at it is, not everyone rides a roller coaster. Not everyone cooks from scratch. Not everyone likes That's to wear sure. a Hello Kitty T-shirt. Okay. <laughs> for some people, it's simply a matter of preference. Okay, it's a matter of believing or not believing. If you don't believe in magic, or you think that it only exists in the realms of Harry Potter and the movies, then why even bother trying to learn it? After all, it's fiction, right? For other people, there's a perception that magic is evil, and in some religion, and any powers that don't come from God is considered bad. Okay, mm-hmm. that cool. is where okay. we. That is where we justify ourselves, and the bottom line is that people have a choice. For whatever reason, not everyone chooses to live a magical life. That's your decision based on their, your wants, your beliefs, your needs, your imagination. Okay? Everyone is entitled to make their own choice. I think that's where your religion, as it were, boils down to. I, I, I like that. Yeah. That not everything comes from God. No. Some things are left up to ourselves and yeah. the I mean, and there's, world. And, and there's, yeah. you know, a, a level of uh, acceptance and, and tolerance there that, uh, let's face it, there isn't in a lot of other religions. And I'll tell you what, in uh, just throwing in some great Americans like Jefferson, who is sometimes named a theist, he would probably agree with that. He would believe, have. A theist Most, would say, yeah, God God created this earth, but it's up to you. I, my hands are off of it. Yeah. And basically we look at it, and that is that our God and goddess is inside of us. It's either we embrace that or we don't. I agree. Um, and you got to look at, you know, most religions say the same thing, that, that, that God is inside you. Yes, it is. Yeah, but I mean, they, are have, we a good... they have a hierarchy to whom you have to answer. Right. Or are supposed to answer to. 
Right, and that's where the Wiccan religion, there's no hierarchy like that. I mean, yes, we do look at the triple goddess. Yes, we do look at the green man. But they're not there for us to emulate. They're not there for us to postulize or anything like that. They are there basically to guide us and to teach us the way that nature works and the way that we are all animals here on this planet. When you break, break it down to brass tacks, I'm sorry, we're no different than any other animal on this planet. We're, we're governed by the, the, the tides of the season. We're governed by the way we respond to Earth and the way that Earth responds to us. Okay. <laughs> Are we there? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so how about things like modern medicine? Mm-hmm. Is, and I now know that, uh, that Wiccans probably uh, uh, like to use you know, natural or holistic medicine as often as possible, but are, is, there any, is there a rejection of, you know, like Lipitor, <laughs> if you have high cholesterol? No, no. I mean, okay. no. Yes, we do try to use modern medicine. I was fighting off a cold here a couple of days ago. I made me some mint tea, and that helped my stomach. I basically took some NyQuil, like everybody else does, and let it pass through its own course. When you need modern medicine, you need modern medicine. You have to have modern medicine. That is a part of culture, and that is a part of knowledge. Knowledge is where we get our strength. So denying modern medicine, that'd be like cutting off your leg and trying to walk. Conversely, and speaking of health issues, since you are so in tune with nature, are Wiccans, you know, susceptible to stuff like Dutch elm disease or anything like that? Most now, most druids are, but that's because we have a tendency to hug in all the trees. Exactly. Well, I just want you know, and and a lot of times you get that old crazy druid out there who's doing it sky clad, and you know, oh, you yeah, oh yeah, you end up with some really crazy stuff, man. And what is a sky clad there, uh, Reverend James? Well, I got that on your Facebook page, I think, a few days ago. <laughs> That uh, basically someone was asking about our sabbats, and I went ahead and posted it, and they asked if we were naked in our rights or in our church. Yeah, and I, I, think was, I was a little worried about it. that because I was trying to save that question for the show. Right. So your okay. rituals aren't naked? Sky, sky clad is naked. Now, you will find that out of if you take 100 covens or groves, mm-hmm. that basically you probably have two out of that 100 that do practice what we call sky clad or, or oh. nude. Well, could Jay and um, I get the uh, addresses of those covens? Pardon? <laughs> well, it's, well, it's always the ones that you wish wouldn't, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same as going to a nudist resort. It's like, really? Exactly. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, that's one of them things that, now, years ago, if you go back, you know, two, 3,000 years, 4,000 years, yes. A lot of the rites were basically done either nude or nude under your cloak, basically so that nothing was between you and Mother Earth. But nowadays, no, it really isn't accepted. It really isn't accepted. I mean, there are some that do it basically because they think the energies are more 
But if you go down to brass tacks, if you're good and you have a good heart and everything, why do you need that? And when they do do it, if there's nothing sexual in it. Basically, they're doing it because you're, you're coming in as the same way you are brought into the world. Well, you know, I was going to convert right now until you told me there was nothing sexual in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how about uh, reincarnation? Now, a lot of us do believe that we do that we are reincarnated, and the I've way that lot, yeah, and, yeah, and let me just, yeah, I've heard a lot of different uh, Wiccan chapters or, uh, for a less better term, denominations that you've got a lot of varied thoughts on reincarnation. Oh yeah, yeah. Now. Most, and to word it, and to get it in a nutshell, basically you're looking at, you have to break it down scientifically. And that is that we are basically 98% water and a buck worth of change of chemicals is what makes up a human body. Our energy, our electrical energy, which runs our body, our brains, everything we do, when our body, which is just a shell, it's just a carrier of our essence, our energy. When that shell dies, that energy is transformed. Usually it goes to the other world for a while and then is reborn. That's why you have past life regressions. And that's why most people in a past life or that, you'll say, you'll hear people say, oh, you have an old soul or oh, you have a new soul. Basically that's what they're looking at. They're looking at that in retrospect as that, okay, is this person one that's been reborn, you know, 20, 30, 40 times? Or is this person only been reborn a few times? Because them energies keep on recycling. It's the same thing when you have electrical energy. You can't just dissipate it. It has to go through a cycle, and yet you still have that. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. <laughs> Our energies, our basic electrical energies, which makes up a lot. Some people will call that your soul. Some people will call that your spirit. Some people will call that the energy of the mind. Hmm. That energy has to go somewhere. It has to be recycled. You can't just dissipate that energy, and that's the way most Wiccans look at it, that that energy is actually reborn and... So, yeah, therefore but re- I, and that's where you lose me. Reborn into what? I guess that's what I'm asking. Okay, some people believe that it is reborn into another person. Some people okay. believe that it can go into an animal, mm-hmm. and then when that animal dies, can go into a person. It depends on your belief structure. So in that way, we're all interconnected from plant right. to animal to human. Well, you have to look, though, we are. If you look at fractals and the way that everything on Earth is set up by fractals, even a tree grows by fractals, stones and crystals grow by fractals, plants grow by fractals, the human DNA is a fractal. Okay, we're all basically the same energies, the same concepts made of fractals, but yet we're all different because of how you're putting them fractals together. All right. Well, I'll tell you one Things thing. are getting pretty deep here. Yes, they are. And I'll tell you one thing. 
It's going to get so deep later on Twitter after the show. I'm going to use the hashtag, I am a fractal. (laughs) 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 So, Samhain, or Saoon. We've got a big festival coming up. What's going to happen during this festival? Well, basically, Samhain... Um, or Hall Hallows Eve, Halloween. Um, it's originally the Celtic Feast of the Dead. Um, offerings of food were left on altars and the doorsteps for the wandering spirits. Candles were lit. Windows uh, were basically, candles were put in the windows to guide the spirits of a loved one's home. Places were set at the dinner table um, near the hearth to honor the dead and to make them welcome. Um, apples were left along roadsides to provide for the spirits. Um, who had no loved one to provide for them. Basically, at Samhain, we look at approaching winter because we are getting ready for winter. That is, we're looking at, do we have enough gathered? Do we have enough in our stores? We honor the dead. We honor those of our ancestors. We honor those that have passed. And then we look also to the future. What are we going to try to gain the coming year? What are we going to try to do the coming year to better ourselves and make us a better person? Um, at Samhain, the cattle and other livestock were usually slaughtered for eating and for the ensuring winter months. Any crops that are still in the field are basically considered taboo after Samhain. They are left there as offerings to the nature spirits. Bonfires, really? are, yeah, bonfires are, are built that evening. We'll have a nice bonfire here. After the feasting, any bones are thrown into the fire as offerings for a healthy and plentiful livestock in the new year. Um, could I, stones were marked. Could with, I stop you right there? These yeah. bones. Where are you getting these bones? Chicken bones. <laughs> Chicken bones. Oh, Chicken okay. bones. Pork chop bones. Steak yeah. bone. Okay. Whatever. Whatever's brought in from the feast. Okay. Your 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 tea, but from your T-bone steak, just hang on to the bone. Yeah, and throw it in the fire and offer it, and that way it's offered back to Mother Nature. And then you've got on Samhain night, um, a very good night for the fairy folk. They're believed to be very active and delight in playing tricks. Um, If you're near a fairy mound, be very careful not to be drawn inside. You might disappear for a few hundred years. You don't know. Mm -hmm. Now, they've got to remember, though, the fae enjoy gifts of food and drink and plenty of them little shiny baubles. It's kind of like the the fae are kind of like dogs with squirrel, squirrel. Well, the fae is one of them that, ooh, shiny, sparkly, and they like that stuff. Okay, so you've got to make sure to leave treats for them so you won't be tricked. That's where the whole trick-or-treat comes in. Um, In order to fool the nature spirits, um, our pagan ancestors would dress up in costumes if they had to travel out about on Samhain night, they would dress in all white or like ghosts. They would make disguises out of straw or even dress as the opposite gender. Um, I suppose the fairies were probably so. Yeah, I, I, I heard that. And I suppose the fairies were so busy laughing at the costumes, they forgot to play any tricks. But uh, once the lovely Christianity took hold in the British Isles, our pagan ancestors had to make their way secretly to our sabbats, which are our celebrations. We call them sabbats, um, which are held in in the places outdoors usually. On the Samhain night, spirits of the dead are able to walk among the living. They call that the thinning of the veil. The church taught that spirits were evil 
and basically bad manifestations of the devil. The clever witches, though, managed to use this misinformation to their own advantage, and on Samhain nights, the Christian town people locked their windows and doors and drew their shutter closed for the fear of seeing an evil apparition. And that's when the basically the witches back then carved turn, turnips, okay? Everybody thinks of the pumpkin. No, actually, this started thousands of years ago with turnips. And they would carve them with ghoulish faces. And uh, they lit them with candles. turnips. <laughs> and they dressed <laughs> in black clothes and were nearly invisible at the night except for the leering face of the carved turnips. Anyone peeking out of the window on Sam A. Night would be frightened out of their wits, thus leaving the way clear for most of the witches to proceed to their sabbat. Um, Sam Hain, like I said, is a night for divination. The veil between the living worlds is very thin, um, and it's a very, actually it's like the thinnest through the year. It makes it the best night of the year to find out what your future has in store. You'll notice a lot of us, we pull out our crystal balls, our scrying mirror, our tarot, our ruins, and we don't miss this opportunity to take a little peek into the future. Ouija board. Now, you know, it's funny you bring that up. I um, that's the first thing. That's the first thing I do when I go into a place because when someone says I need my house blessed and cleansed because I've got a bad spirit in here, and that's Mm -hmm. my first words out of my mouth is, "Have you been playing with a Ouija board?" Um, There are there's usually two schools, two trains of thought on this, and basically it is that it is a divination tool. But that tool is basically, if you look at the ruins that are on a Ouija board, a lot of them are dark ruins. It's just like anything else. You've got good and bad. Okay? Them, most of them are bad. And when people use them, they don't realize that, number one, you've got to protect yourself. You've got to protect your home when you're using these. They're not a toy. And, unfortunately, they were sold as a toy. And that's the reason why they, I, I, as far as I know, I believe they've been pulled off the shelves. I mean, the only way you're going to find them now is someone who's had one. And that's the same thing, too. If you've got one, don't burn the bloody thing. Don't do that. The best way to get rid of it is to bury it. Really? Oh, yeah. in, like in somebody else's backyard, just in case? Well, yeah, especially, especially <laughs> if you've got an icky neighbor that's a pain in your rump. Right. No, 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 that's bad karma. <laughs> no, no, you can't. No, the best thing to do is just take it out to an old field or an old forest somewhere and just bury it where no one will ever disturb it. Oh, okay. I have no idea what my sister did with hers that she had when she was, when we were kids. But uh, I suspect she was trying to... I bet it's in your closet somewhere. Yeah, Jamie. well, I, I, I suspect she, she was buried trying to curse it. me. She buried way. it. In your closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best place to bury it. Well, I'll tell you what, um, and, uh, you know, I brought up Sam Hain and Sal Um You guys are having a big festival, aren't you? Yes, you we like are. Yeah, we're having When and where it is? Yeah, we're having it here. Um, well, we're actually having a couple festivals now, Halloween okay. night. Halloween night, we're going basically over to Ohio, um, where the Groves has a member over there, and that's our where are Ohio? Ohio's a big state there. Well, we're being Bridgeport. 
Okay. I'm, I'm here in Wheeling, so it's just, everything's just right across the river. Okay. So it's like we'll be over there um, Samhain night, and basically it's just a piss-up. It's just we're there to feast, <laughs> What does that drink. mean? <laughs> that doesn't sound like an official religious term. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old British term that basically means a, a, a party, mm. a party um, with lots of drinking, so you guys would fit right in. Um, and <laughs> that night, of course, we'll be doing a seance, we'll be doing divination and all that. And then that's, been the, that's Thursday night. And then Saturday here at Fellowship Central here in Wheeling, we'll have everyone here. We've got the Sacred Arch Judas coming in from Pennsylvania uh, we're having a load of rituals here. We're doing a hand fasting. We're doing the Samhain ritual. Just a big celebration and feast. We'll have a bonfire out back, and everybody here is just having fun. Wow. Sounds like a road trip, J-Man. Doesn't it, J-Man? <laughs> All right. I don't know what happened to J-Man. I will tell you, though, uh, James, we do have one guy. He's our resident lounge singer. Do you okay. Think he'll, uh, he, he, he would like to come and sing a little song for you. Okay. We're always open for that. Happy Samhain to you. I'd like to fill your chalice. Happy Samhain to you, you sexy triple moon goddess. Happy Samhain, you wacky wiccan zabracadabra. Happy Samhain to you. Hey! You think we could bring him along, James? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> J-Man, are you back? I'm here. Okay, we, uh, you and I are going to make a road trip to Bridgeport, Ohio this Thursday. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Uh-huh. And we'll take Buddy Acapella with us. We have a, a large and div- uh, diverse staff yeah. People with uh, mul- multiple talents, multi-talented individuals. Mm-hmm. Lounge singer would definitely be a, a hit. And we could actually teach him a druid chant, which he'd probably do pretty good with. Yeah, really? Well, that, well, that was one of the topics I, I have written down here about the uh, the chants. Okay. Can you, can you do one for us? Yeah. Really? Fala natina hurada hurame, fala natina huradoname, sulana hurame, hurada doname, sulana hurame, huradoname, huramina feramina, halamina halo, huramina teramina, halamalago, huramina teramina, falamina halo, huramina teramina, halamalago. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds better when the drums are going and there's a chorus behind it and all that. Now, you know, when we edit this, it's going to be in reverse, so you sound like a Satanist. 
<laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and, and that's one thing I want to say. <laughs> that's very good, too. You know, uh, one thing, um, you know, Wiccans, oh, they use the pentagram. But yours isn't mm-hmm. upside down, is it? No, no, that's how you tell the difference between a Satanist and a, a Wiccan. Yeah. And basically mm-hmm. what it means is the four elements, earth, air, fire, water, and then the fifth point is spirit or self. Spirit, and that's what yeah. it means. And the spirit is right at the top. Right. So not everybody looks science, at people. it. It's not rocket well, I mean, science, it's, people. It's just being good to each other. Yeah, I mean, and, but the bad thing <laughs> is, is that we do get such a bad rap. I know. And a lot of it comes from movies and television for giving misinformation. There's, I can't think of one bloody show that's ever depicted a Wiccan properly. It's not, you know, balls of fire coming out of your hands or your arse or, you know, hot, fire coming out of the eyes <laughs> and, and wands that shoot electrical bolts out of them. That, that isn't the way it is. That's not what we're about. We're about, yes, using natural remedies for healing. You know, you don't always have to, to jump up and, and take a pill for every bloody thing that happens. You got an upset stomach, have a cup of mint tea. Or eat, or just go out and pick some mint leaves and eat them, chew them. I was going to say calm that. your stomach down right now. You don't need all all the the chemicals and crap in your body. Hey, just like cats, cats are smarter than humans. They feel a little sick to the stomach. What do they do? They eat grass. See, and it, it it's just using nature. It's just using nature to help to heal, to make life a little bit more bearable. Seems simple enough. <laughs> Seems harmless. <laughs> it does. It, it it actually is. What uh do you wear your robe all the time? No, no, I only wear oh. it for sabbats. Oh, okay. Or I'm the other doing a wedding or I'm doing a wedding <laughs> or a burial. Oh no, believe me now, my little things here, yes, all the time. But it's just you don't wear me and my wife doing a spell, so. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> a little insight to the family life of Reverend James Smith. <laughs> Kelly's going to be dropping down the stairs and going to hit me over the head. You watch. <laughs> yeah, we want to talk to Kelly right now. Now, <laughs> uh, yeah. when you do these spells, do you have, you know, the big cauldron? Over fire and you're throwing stuff into it. Or, no, or where no, does, I'll be where honest. Where does one but, buy a cauldron? Even. No, I mean we've got cauldrons, but actually we use them for holding our sensor. We use them as a sensor. Yeah. <laughs> um, now you do have some what I call kitchen witches, and they they're the ones that actually make your your teas and your tinctures and your poultices and things like that. Some of them actually use a cauldron. Some of them use a double boiler. Oh, my I mean, God. Those, <laughs> must, those must be French Wiccans who use a yeah, double they boiler. They're so haughty. <laughs> so, I mean, it just, the, the cauldron is an old representation because basically 
way long ago, way back. Yes, they used the cauldron, but that was the actual, like we would have a five-quart or ten-quart cooker to feed the whole village. They needed something large, and they would usually make a soup or a stew, and then they'd put in parsley, rosemary, thyme, your your herbs that actually work to help a person. Probably put that in actually are what you need. Too, didn't they? Well, I always make the joke, you know, I love kids, but you can't eat just one. That's right. Very good. <laughs> and they're really good. And they're really good with hoisin sauce or a good honey glaze, roasted, you know, <laughs> just right. Yeah. We make that joke when we're when we're walking down somewhere, and I'll tell you what, people look like you, at you like, oh my God, I don't believe he just said that. Mm-hmm. But if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? No one. No. Well, we we can laugh at everybody. That's kind of <laughs> what we do here. But <laughs> All right. So what about okay now? You mentioned earlier, you know, not all pagans are Wiccans, not all Wiccans are pagans, but not all Wiccans are Druids either, right? Right. Druids, the best way to to sum up Druids, okay, is basically we worship the holy in all of its manifestations. We care for creation as its stewards and friends. We try to unite the people in our wonder of our infinite diversity. We honor the past and all it has to teach. We live in the present in its richness of experience, and we envision the future in its timeless possibilities. Wow. Could you repeat basically, that? a druid is a seeker of truth. <laughs> <laughs> basically, a druid is a seeker of truth in all places, in all times, in all ways. Just as a sacred oak is true in its roots that reach deep into the earth, in its trunk that spans the worlds, and in its branches that stretch to the sky, so is a druid too. True, in the soul, the keeper of holiness; in the body, the celebrant of creation; and in the mind, the seeker of wisdom and knowledge. So you guys are like acorns. Kind of, sorta. Kind of, sorta. I mean, I was when, when you when you see a druid, they're usually reading a book and trying to better themselves and gain some knowledge. And that's why you don't want to take away their library card, right? Oh, definitely not. Oh, my. <laughs> don't never do that. Never do that. <laughs> and Again, actually, uh, they, they, actually J-Man, I stole that joke. They... J-Man, I stole that joke from Reverend James. <laughs> <laughs> But again, they sound a lot more uh, harmless than uh, than they're made out to be. <laughs> I know. Really, really, we are. Um, it just, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't explain to you why we've been persecuted the way they, way we have been. But I can tell you this: no, they don't burn us at the stakes anymore. But there are a lot of times that. In certain situations, it's not like I wear my pentagram outside my shirt at all times. No, I don't. Because you can get, and especially living here in the Bible Belt, um, they they can get a little nasty. People can get a little nasty, and what kills me is that they don't. Down in West Virginia? Really? Yo, I'm telling <laughs> Now, i got to say, here in Wheeling, I have actually been met with open arms, even the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau, when we had our big celebration last Beltane, 
plastered it all over their walls, their website, have really welcomed us with, a, with open arms. A lot of that has wow. to do with Lady Moon and Diagon Alley. She's really worked a lot to, to really pave the path here in the Wheeling area and shows a lot of people that we're not what they think. We're not the way that, that, we're not the way the television and movies portray us, that we actually are kind, caring, loving people. And who is this uh, Lady Moon? Um, she, uh, she's Are you the writing proprietress. these down, Jay, man? Are you going to follow <laughs> yeah. up? She's the, she's the proprietress of Diagon Alley here in Wheeling, a lovely Wiccan shop. And she makes a lot of beautiful gowns and stuff. She's, and her whole family is Wiccan. I mean, they're, they're great people, but she's been here for quite a few years, and she's paved the way. Here in the Wheeling area, I've got to say, we're, this, my fellowship here has grown now into, into you know, two dozen people. Where, and I've only been here a few months. I've almost been here maybe about a year. And I was told, you know, this is where you needed to start back up at, that they were a lot more free-forming or a little bit more liberal here, and they are. I mean, it isn't like some cities where, you know, they are really liberal, like Austin or L.A. or, you know, some of the bigger towns like that. But people here are a little bit more forgiving. It isn't like being down south in the middle of the Bible Belt. But still there are places here that, no, I would not wear my pentagram on the outside of my shirt. That wouldn't really, that really wouldn't be wise. Yeah, you're mentioning uh, uh, liberal there. I, I've, I've noticed in my extensive research that I've done preparing for this show, because I'm a professional, um, and, uh, uh, <laughs> that one of the things that seems to be pretty consistent, even though there's no you know, central church authority or Wiccan authority here, is that, mm-hmm. that Wiccans do tend to keep politics out of religion as much as possible. Yes. And that they try and, you know, don't, don't mix the two, don't turn, you know, your your coven into a uh, political entity or a political action committee or something. Right. Well, now, we, we do get a little going in politics, but not po- political per se. Now, um, just like right now, we're hard on with the returning of our ancestors' bones in the U.K. at Stonehenge. Whereas if that was done here in the United States, they wouldn't get away with it. And we might protest as Uh far as that goes. But as far as going out and condoning a political person, no. You'll find that most, no. We definitely want that separation. And we do it a lot more hardcore than, than the church does. Do you you know of any uh, uh, politicians, elected officials, who are uh, closet Wiccans? In this area, no, although there are a few, I would say, community leaders that are. Okay. Um, And now over in Columbus... Yeah, I know of one uh, Franklin County commissioner that he is pretty much Wiccan to the core. His family is, and he is. 
but he doesn't uh, bang the drum, per se, because we're still persecuted, folks. I mean, we really are. And basically it's because people don't understand wholly that, you know, we're actually trying to help and heal and just live a good, honest life. Whereas you've got some that you always get that rotten apple that ruin it for everybody. Yeah, and that's well. That's true of of any religion, you know. I mean, you yeah. Got oh your, yeah, your your Jimmy Swaggerts and your Ted Haggerts out there, and and your priests, and your Jimmy <laughs> and your priests. <laughs> that is that is true. Sir, are there going to be any fun things going on at your festival? <laughs> Well, yeah, well now, define fun. I mean, we usually... You're going to play some cornhole, maybe <laughs> have, a, have a, a dunking tank or something? No, we don't usually do that. Our, our fun is usually sitting around and uh, telling wild stories or uh, doing a seance, uh, trying to do a little bit of EVP work. Remembering uh, when uh, everything was sky clad. <laughs> yeah, that you know. Um, now I, I do have a few now, that might play be some beer pong, but this? pardon? Will there be drinking going on during this? Um, but now that's that's a rule that we have, and that is we we do drink, but not before or during ritual. After ritual, we have our feast, and then. Yeah, oh yeah, the libra- libations flow pretty freely. Jay and I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 doing a good job of recruiting us. <laughs> we'll get there right after the ritual yeah. is over. Much like weddings, I don't really care to go to the wedding, but I will go to the reception. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, now what do I mean? You know, you talk about you know, having plugs and stuff like that. I mean, what what do Wiccans eat? You guys eat regular food, you know, like yeah, hot rooms? yeah. I mean, um, oh. yeah, we. Is, I mean, is Pizzoli's yeah. catering the event? Uh, <laughs> I wish it'd make it a lot easier on everybody coming because this is basically a huge potluck. Everybody oh, brings God. something, and the, I mean, the wife is in charge of that, and she makes sure that we aren't we aren't getting ten of the same thing, and. Sometimes I think I give her more headaches um, than good, but she tolerates me and keeps on trucking. Well, there you go. All right. So you guys aren't, you know, passing around a chalice full of uh, lamb's blood? No, no, (laughs) no. Once again, TV has failed me. See? Yeah, I'm sorry, but you'll have that happen. You know, James, you've ruined our day. Well, I tried. Jay, man, this is kind of like when we had um, Angie on. Yeah. We yeah. had Angie the lesbian on, and uh, she dispelled a lot of myths that uh, yeah. we were. Uh, she some told of us them about we her day, just happy about. sweeping the carpets and feeding the dog. and. <laughs> So there's no Burning Man or anything, or no. 
No. Well, now, I wouldn't say oh. that. <laughs> um, there will be an effigy oh, of the Burning like Man that. that we do put in the bonfire, <clears throat> and that basically is an offering. It's made out of corn husk, and that's our offering back to Mother Nature. Well, and we basically pray pray to it that our winter is fairly good. Okay. Well, could you do me a favor? This would be an honor. And if you could take a picture, you got a picture of me on Facebook. Could you make the effigy look like me? That would be, <laughs> that would be hot. That would be awesome. Well, I could probably print out a face of you and and tape it to the effigy. Oh God, that. Oh, awesome. there you go. That would be awesome. Can you really? Yeah, that's do that? what. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's way better than. And it's got to be in all flame before my paper head face. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll try to we'll we'll try to light the legs, and that way we can get the legs going up. Maybe the arms start, and then get the picture just before your face burns off. Oh, that'd be awesome! <laughs> God. And that's way better than uh, than my printing out a picture of him and throwing darts at it in the wall. Oh Lord. So everybody's going to be like, well, we're doing a binding? No, we're not doing a binding. No, 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 no. Just positive thoughts. We don't want to hurt the guy. Did I just hear a Wiccan priest say, oh, Lord? Oh, my God. we got to capture this one, J-Man. But my Lord is the green man. Uh Nice save. Nice save. Uh We want to let everybody out there who's listening and who will be listening in archives, uh, our vast and diverse worldwide audience, that they could uh, they can go to Facebook and just search for the uh, Celtic Wicca Coven, and uh, they could like mm-hmm. your page there. Uh, how else can they uh, can they find you? Uh, they can Google or Bing us. We're one through nine on both. Just put in Celtic Wiccan Coven, and bang, we're there. We're there. Um, we also have a teaching site on Spruce, uh, where we have Wicca 101, 102, and 103, and a lot of groups. And we do cyber rituals, which is a whole brand new field. Of, which yeah. is a brand new, which is a brand new field of Wicca. They call it a techno Wiccan, and uh, it's we've had pretty good success with it. <laughs> That's a funny one too, techno Wiccan. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, that. There, there's a new one for you. Can, you. Uh, so you can join uh, in a, uh, a, a uh, get-together <laughs> you guys do via Skype, yeah. and, it, and it counts? Yeah, well, we have our own uh, chat room on our Spruce site, and in that chat room we have video chat, and it's not like Skype where you have to pay for if you have more than one. I mean, I've had a dozen people all on video chat, and we're all sitting here talking and looking at each other, and we do our thing. Ooh. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds sexy. <laughs> well, I did see this morning uh, that there's a uh, an article in the Daily Beast, and it is uh, Hell Real Housewife. Yeah, <laughs> Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, Carlton Gibbia, has uh, uh, publicly talking about her her being a Wiccan for the right. first time. So that's one of the few uh, one of the few celebrities that will uh, 
publicly talk about it, unlike the, the Scientologists who don't seem to be... I was just uh, going to say that. <laughs> don't, see, don't seem to have any trouble, uh, you know, <laughs> talking about it. And you'd think they would. <laughs> yeah. You'd think they want to keep that quiet. <laughs> you you would be surprised. There's, there's a few more celebrities than what you think that are actually New Age or Wiccan. Well, no, I would suspect there are, and they, and they don't want to talk about it because Hollywood is not nearly as open-minded as they claim to be. No, no, they're not. They're not. They're not. But there are there are a few that actually have, per se, if you want to use the term, come out of the closet and, you know, publicly said, "Look, I'm Wiccan. I'm New Age. Deal with it." Yeah. And Matt, we you might said, throw out the. Uh, you said that with authority. Say that again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it a lot. I'm not one of them that sits on my heels. I'm one of them that I, I, I wear it on my sleeve as a proud badge of courage. But the thing is, I've been in it long enough that if somebody wants to get into a logical debate, no problem. Let's rap. You know, if you're going to sit here and talk like an idiot and, and say that, you know, your way is the only way and we're going to hell, I'll quote flat-up science and go, look, the word hell wasn't even thought of 3,000 years ago. That word didn't even exist. It did not exist till them guys got together and decided to write a book that made everybody fear their God. Hmm. Well, that... Uh, you didn't have to be so mean towards the end. <laughs> He could have done that up front, set the tone. That's okay. But I also mentioned that, uh, and I was glad to see this when I was doing my research on one of the websites, I came across an ad for PaganDatingServices.com. So, oh my God, you're kidding! Just let everybody know that it's out there. <laughs> it, out there. It, it is out there. It is out there. It is. Out <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it when I seen it too, but. Hey, why not? You've got ChristianDating.com. Why not have PaganDating.com or WiccanDating.com? Heck yeah. May all be owned by the same person. <laughs> Probably. Probably are. <laughs> Probably. The guy sitting out in Silicon Valley just counting his money going, ha you fools. <laughs> I like that Pagan Dating thing. I bet I, no one would be ashamed of me wearing my diaper when I meet him. <laughs> That could start a whole new uh, sect. Yeah, well, we really don't need that. <laughs> that really would give Wiccans a bad name. Or if you say look, going, what? In fact, Jay, you just gave me an idea. I'm going to become a Wiccan, officially. It's going to set them back years. <laughs> Now, now, has anybody ever rejected who wants to become a Wiccan? You mean have we rejected someone? Right. I mean, somebody says, you know, I'd like to, I'm, you know, I'm interested in this. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to do this, and then you guys like, no, better not. Yes, yes, that really? has happened. Um, but usually, so you guys are snooty. No, I wouldn't say <laughs> snooty, but. I don't want somebody in here that that's a violent or just a nasty, mean person. Hmm. 
if you're going to come to fellowship and be a part of this, you have to be a caring, loving person. If you come in and basically you're abusive to your wife or abusive to your kids and you're just an abusive, abrasive person, no, I'm not afraid to say, look, there's the door, have a nice life. You just become a Baptist then. <laughs> only I only for a few that. seconds. <laughs> only, only for a few seconds. Then you know. Th- th- then we sprinkle them with holy water and throw salt on them. You know. Right. <laughs> so you know, you know, people who are coming in, like you know, hey, I, I have a, I have a lot of enemies that I'd like to get back at. <laughs> and uh, you're pretty much going to reject that person. Yeah. Well, I won't first off reject them. I'll try to enlighten them to go that look. <clears throat> This isn't what this religion is about, and we are a religion per se. We are an earth-based religion. We're here to help, to heal, and to love. If you can't live, love, and laugh, then this may not be the right place for you. If you're thinking that it's only here to learn how to do bindings or learn to do hexes, that isn't what we're about, and that's not what we do. That's what's on television. That's what's in the movies. But, no, that's not what we do. And if this that's is, what you want, you know, that's not what we're about. This is very funny that you said that, and with your question too, Jay, because this is a f- very funny analogy between what you just asked James and when I worked for SEIU, you know, a union, a mm-hmm. union. I'll never forget one day some guy approached me here in Bagwine, and he said, I hear you work for SEIU. We'd like you to come over to our place. I said, "Why? You want to organize? No, we just want you to come in there and say you are. Kind of scare them." (laughs) 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 Uh huh. That's funny. And I do want to state, just for the record, for everybody out there listening, that yes, I I did watch Charmed, but I watched it with the, the volume all the way down. So, and you were reclining too, weren't you? <laughs> well, we don't need to get into any real details. We don't need to get you know. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, great, Dave. <laughs> oh God. All right. All right. Well, this has been pretty fascinating. This has been a good show. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming. Great. Jay, That's, hey, thanks for having me. Any any time, oh, guys. Yeah. Any time. Yeah, we may make this. Uh, yeah, you don't uh, want to say that, James. Any time. <laughs> hey, call me any time. <laughs> oh, we will. <laughs> we will call you any time. <laughs> we'll be doing a show on football. Hey, it's a little slow. Let's call James. <laughs> yeah. Oh, believe me, I can always stir the pot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you people operate. Uh huh. in that cauldron. That, that, that keeps life interesting. That yeah, keeps life interesting. <laughs> yeah, if you laugh regularly and no one looks at you, but you laugh man, man, manical like that, and you'll scare the hell out of everybody. There you go. I know. I know. <laughs> that sounds like my brother. <laughs> hey, well, James, uh, we got we got like two minutes left. 
Are you coming to back coming back to Bagwine anytime soon? Um, probably next year. Um, there's a, a little event over in Columbus that uh, I'll be going to, and I uh, have an invitation to come see a couple friends um, up there, and we'll probably be there. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about Springfield, so. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm really well, kind yeah. of. That's my hometown, so yeah, I've got to go there and say hi to a few people. Well, then you need to stop by here when you do. Okay. I'll make sure (laughs) to catch you. I'll I'll make sure to catch you at at, at the drive-through. There you go. (laughs) And we got to we got to wrap things up here. You all right, Jamin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So. Anyway, you were you were really awesome, Reverend well, Doctor Jim. You guys are awesome. It's been a hoot. Yes, it's been it fantastic. And, and go ahead, Jamie. I was going to say we might just make this a uh, uh, Samhain tradition. Oh, we could. That would be awesome. You what we we could have James on every Sabbat. There you go. That'd be eight times a year. Okay. Let's make it every other spot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, real quick, uh, do you know Dave Earl? (laughs) No, I I heard that earlier, and I was like, I've never heard of him. Okay. But I do agree. Anybody with two first names, (laughs) just kind of leery of. It's like, okay, I mean, I'm learning some things here in West Virginia that have scared me, and that's one of them that scared me. Well, he sounds like he's from West Virginia. Dave Earl? Dave Earl? I'll take your car for $39.95. Oh, and uh, James, just so you know, and Jay, Jay man, I'd like to thank uh, Rhonda Roush for hooking um, Jay Jay and I up with uh, Dr. James. Yes, yes. I'm I'm, I'm sure she's probably listening, and... uh, Want to say a hi out? I've I've already got a message that uh, a couple of the people over in the UK you've got listeners from the UK even. So outstanding. So it's like all right, great. Okay then. All right then. Thanks, uh, Doctor James, for spending the brunch time with us. It's it's been a hoot, guys. It's been a hoot, and. Uh, can I can I end it on a, on a small little prayer? Sure. All righty. Grant us the holy ones your protection, and in that protection is your strength, and in that strength is your understanding, and in that understanding is the understanding of knowledge, and in that knowledge is the knowledge of justice, and in the knowledge of justice the love of it, and in that love the love of all existences, and the love of all existences the love of our Mother Earth and of all goodness. Amen. Should I say amen? Was that okay? Did we say amen? (laughs) Amen. So mote it be. Blessed be. All the above, none of the above. Okay. All right. It's been a hoot, guys. All right. It's It's been a a pleasure. All right. It has been fun. All right. Thank you. You were terrific. All right. You guys have a safe and fun Halloween. You do the same. All righty. Bye. Bye. All right. There we go, folks. That was awesome. That was. I was going to hit the applause, but we don't have the applause.
Because, <laughs> because the applause is... The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! All right. So thank you to everyone who joined us. And uh, remember, you can... Uh, you can catch us at uh, IWSRadio.com or at Facebook.com slash IWSRadio. Damn right. Listen or in the can, archives. Yep. You can find me at Facebook.com slash J-A-Y-M-A-N and the number 6-8. And you can find me at Facebook.com forward slash Mattman IWS because I brand. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I can do that now that I... Change my password, and I know my password. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Awesome show, J-Man. Great. Great job. Wonderful, we Matt. Celebrated, we celebrated Saun, and we're celebrating Halloween. And now we'll let you go with a little All Souls Day by Lorena McKinnett. Wow. Yeah. Thank you.